Hale Varsity Radio every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hale Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hale Varsity Radio. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. And the Jays win. Jays win, Jays win. 85-64, a dominating effort tonight as they sweep the Seton Hall Pirates. Final in Omaha, Blue Jays 85, Pirates 64. As we wrap up hour number two here on Herd at Sports Radio and 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. That's DB. I'm Ravi Lula. We are joined now on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline by your head coach of the Creighton men's basketball team, Greg McDermott. Coach, how are you this morning? I'm doing good. Good morning, guys. Coach, how are you? I got to start by saying thank you. Uh, you're, you're, you and your team signed uh, a lot of gear that's going to be used in my niece's uh music bingo auction on sunday man so i and byron and jill and uh, the rest of the family we really appreciate you being clutch man i you're 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 man of your word i appreciate it yeah i'm happy to help Coach, let's uh, let's start off here. You know, there's uh, obviously tomorrow's senior night, right? And so you've got uh, some guys walking, some guys not uh, that are, you know, you've got a lot of guys with opportunities to either come back or go. I know you've been through this a lot, whether it's going all the way back to Doug or, you know, Tyshawn and Marcus and everybody in between or even the guys last year. How much has that conversation with those guys changed in the light of the fact that it's not, hey, you can either go make money or you can stay in school. It's, hey, you can maybe stay in school and to make some money or see what the next part of your life holds. How much has that conversation changed between you and those guys as they're trying to make those decisions? Yeah, I'm, I mean, those those conversations happen after the season, not, not during. Uh, you know, it's the last thing I want them thinking about right now. I want them to enjoy the rest of the season. I want them to prepare to play you know, the best version uh, of Creighton basketball. So, you know, uh, we, we've never had an underclassman speak, uh, you know, even even back, as you mentioned, to Doug his junior year when it sure looked like he was going to the NBA. And, and we've just we've just stuck with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, so, so, you know, tomorrow, uh, you know, Bello and, and, and Baylor and Kalk, uh, you know, will we'll address the crowd. And then, you know, when the season's over uh, for Trey and, and Ryan, uh, you know, we'll we'll help them the best we can through that process, and and in the end, they'll make a decision that that they think is in their best interest. Coach, it's interesting. I, you've you seem always so even keeled, but is there a does one situation play to your strengths more than the other with your personality? Do you like do you like the team that's kind of being hunted? Do you like being the hunters? Do you, do you like kind of the more mature team that you brought back? Every everybody's got some unique challenges when you have goals in mind is there a style that plays to your demeanor one way more than another you know we've really been the hunted now for the last two years yeah you know that you know three years ago when when you know r2 and and trey and art were were freshmen and and uh you know uh 
you know, Ryan Hawkins came in and, and uh, you know, Kalk was, was moving into his sophomore year. You know, that team was, I don't know what we were picked, eighth or ninth in the league, and, and they they really did a great job and played their best, best basketball at the end. But really since then, <clears throat> for the most part, outside of a, you know, a couple of hiccups that, here and there, we've, we've pretty much been ranked in the top 25 for the last two years. So you, you're always hunted, and it takes maturity to, to understand how to deal with that. And I think last year's team, uh, when we hit the skids with that six-game losing streak, uh, I think we learned a lot about ourselves and about preparation and, and, and how you're going to get everyone's best shot. And I think that's really helped the leadership of this team. You know, we haven't we have, we really haven't had a sustained period where we haven't played well this year. Mm-hmm. We there's been bumps in the road like there has been for almost every team in the country. Um, but the leadership of of you know Trey and Baylor and Kalk and now Stephen Ashworth has has been outstanding. Um, and you know we like the approach as you said. You know I think even Keel's the best way in sports. You don't you don't want to rely on emotion um, to get the job done. You know you 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 have to you have to rely on execution. And and any time emotion gets in the way in the way of that, then you're asking for trouble. So um, that's why we as coaches and players we we can't overreact to a loss. And you know fans and media want to do that, and they think the sky's falling. What the heck happened? It, it happens in sports. And at the by the same token, we don't we're not going to pat ourselves on the back very long um, when we have a great win because the the next game is in front of you. Coach, you know I've I've thought a lot about how you know last year. You obviously had, obviously had a ton of high expectations, top 10 preseason. You had pretty much uh, – or you had a, t- a ton of guys coming back. This year, the expectations and the preseason rankings were very similar, but you were replacing a couple of pretty key pieces, obviously, with R2 and Art. Internally, how much work did you think you needed to do from where people thought you were to where you knew you ended up want- wanting to be? You know, you, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> And, you know, we, we brought in Stephen Ashworth, and, and, you know, I continue to believe that he was the perfect fit and the best fit for this particular team. And then, you know, then you had the dynamic of the, at the four spot with Mason and Isaac and Jason, and then, you know, we had Jason's injury, and so that's changed during the course of the year. <laughs> but, um, you know, it took us a while, and, and, and I just think transfers, you know, you, you you look at what Baylor's doing this year in his second year compared to the first year, mm-hmm. and you know Stephen Ashworth's second half of the season compared to first half of the season. You just, there's just a comfort level with playing with guys and understanding the system, uh, trying to fit in with a group that was pretty well established. That's not easy to do, and so it, it takes a little bit of time. And I think you know we've had a few bumps because of that, uh, but I feel like we're trending where I want us to be trending towards the end of the season. Now, could it all end in a, in a fiery crash? Absolutely. I mean, that, 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 that's the beauty of the NCAA tournament when you get to that point. It becomes about matchups and, you know, hoping, you know, you're at your best when that time comes. Coach, it's such a fascinating watch over just your evolution being watching this program. So, so good defensively, and everybody will always talk about your offensive prowess, and, and I get that too. But good at good rim protection, good defensive field goal percentage. You you can stress. You take away number one options a ton. You don't foul, but you also don't turn teams over a ton either. For as good as you are defensively, what's in the secret sauce? You know, right? Do, do you have to be a team that commits more fouls to turn teams over more? But because you sure do play good defense, regardless. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, turnovers obviously. If, if you're if you're ultra aggressive, and we're going to see a team like that tomorrow, and, yeah. and Marquette, yeah. uh, that you know they're trying to turn you over, and you know with that comes some mistakes. With it comes, uh, you know, at times you you can rack up some fouls, and you know we're 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 of the belief because of how we build our roster that uh, you know taking a difficult shot to me is every bit as good as a tournament turnover you know as long as you're not getting the shots that you want uh, you know and you got a defensive you got to get a rebound and all that stuff but uh, our roster I don't think is really built if you look at our individual pieces to get out pressure and deny and full court press it's probably just not in the DNA of what we've brought in uh, and how we built this team Uh, you know we built this team on we'll bend but we won't break and there's a lot of analytics games you can try to win. You can't try to win them all. <laughs> and, 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 and you know, and, and and you know, while we don't get to the free throw line a lot, we get to the free throw line more than our opponent uh, because we don't put them there. Yeah. So all of a sudden, if you're a team that isn't built to get to the rim necessarily and get to the free throw line a bunch, then you better not be putting your opponent there 25 times a game, or you're or you're fighting up an uphill battle. So. Uh, you know, we've kind of picked and chosen what, what analytic games that we want to win. And, you know, shot selection cer- certainly one of them, and that free throw battle is a, a big one to us as well. Coach, you know, you, you mentioned something after the UConn game in the press conference about how that moment was led to by a bunch of people over a long time that yeah. led Creighton to being in that position to be able to win a game like that. And I kind of wondered to myself, you know, I've been I've rooted for Creighton for my for my whole life, or as long as I can remember, at least. And it's I'm very aware of how different the program is and how elevated the program has become, especially over the last 10 years or so. Is that something like in off seasons or that you ever kind of think about and look back and go, man, this is a really different place that I was that we're in now than we than you were when you took this job? Yeah, and, and you know, I think fans and and obviously I was I was coaching, uh, you know, at, at North Dakota and then Wayne State when Dana got here. Uh, <clears throat> but if you would have told somebody at Dana Altman's press conference in the early '90s or whenever the heck he got here, uh, you know, in 2024 we're going to beat the number one team in the country in front of 18,500 people. <laughs> You know, people would have thought you'd lost. You've absolutely lost your mind. Yeah. Uh, so, so when I made that statement, it, it's not just the guys that have played for me, but it's 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 what Dana did to elevate the program, uh, to get it to a national level. All the work that Bruce and and the people that have worked with him, and then then the presidents that have supported it. You know, Father Father Slagle and Father Landon, and now Father Hendrickson, and 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 then Mark Splossom replacing Bruce. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people that have gone to work to make sure that we have the resources necessary to have a successful program. And at the end of the day, it's about the players. Dana had some really good guys play for him, and I've had some really good guys play for me. And you know, and there's been stability in the program with Dana being here, you know, 16 years, and now me, you know, wrapping up year number 14. And that that doesn't happen much in this sport as well. Coach, you don't strike me as a statement game kind of guy, but you get a big one tomorrow. The crowd will be extra charged, I think, for a number of reasons. Um, is there anything that you're looking for in particular outside of, hey, you know what, we, you always want the win, but is there a style as you, as you get to tomorrow against a team that's, that's, that's been tough on you? 
Yeah, you know, I, in in reviewing the game we played, you know, it seems like forever, but it, it has been two months since we played Marquette. Uh, you know, we, we had some decent looks at the basket. I thought we did some good things on both ends of the floor, but we really struggled on the on the defensive glass. They got too many second opportunities, and we turned it over too much. And, you know, those are the two areas that we have to clean up uh, tomorrow if we expect to be successful. And we've, we've developed a, a great rivalry with Marquette. I just I think there's a lot of, you know, uh, uh, Omaha people that end up going to Marquette, and I think some Milwaukee folks uh, that go to, to Jesuit schools in, in Milwaukee end up over here at Creighton. So there's, it's a, it's a great rivalry, and obviously it's you know two of the top ten or twelve teams in the country. So um, I think that place will have a lot of juice tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Good luck tomorrow and through the rest of the season. Hopefully we can get a, ca- a chance to catch up again soon. Thanks, Coach. Always always great to talk to you. Take care, guys. That's Coach Greg McDermott. We'll be back with more Herd at Sports Radio coming. Hail Varsity Radio, every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hail Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hail Varsity Radio.